There is a dark, hidden global war that is being waged on families everywhere and it's claiming lives every day. And dads are the gatekeepers and the guards responsible for keeping their family safe. My guest is going to talk about what this war is and how you can be aware and prepared in just a moment, so don't go anywhere. Welcome to the Fatherhood Challenge, a movement to awaken and inspire fathers everywhere to take great pride in their role and to challenge society to understand how important important fathers are to the stability and culture of their family's environment. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Guerrero. Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. My guest is Jared Haley. Jared is a pastor and a public speaker serving in professional ministry for over 20 years with his master's degree in transformational leadership and spiritual formation. Jared is passionate about investing in people and helping them understand how God wired and designed them to live strong. Jared, thank you so much for being on the Fatherhood Challenge. Oh, man, thank you so much for having uh, having me. I'm very excited to be here and to uh, just get to talk about this really, really important topic with you. Jared, I got to ask, what is your favorite dad joke? Oh, man, that's a good one. Uh, my son's already uh, starting to... Uh, yell at me when I pull these out because they come so naturally, you know, <laughs> but, uh, a really good one. Uh, this is just one off the top of my head is, uh, can I, let me just tell you quickly, uh, a pizza joke. Have you heard the pizza joke? No, I haven't. Never mind. It's too cheesy. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> that one definitely deserves a rim shot. <laughs> Jared, what is your story behind why you got into ministry and working with families? Well, I my original call to ministry was when I was in middle school. Um, there was I was at a camp up in Woodland Park, Colorado, called Quaker Ridge, and I remember I, I can't tell you who the speaker was, but we were having a, a, a night of you know what you do at camp. We were having a worship service, and uh, I, there's something going along on with with the worship music, and just the spirit was moving that that night. And there was a, a minister, a, a minister, a, a missionary who was speaking. And I, like I said, I don't know who he was or where he was from, but I remember specifically God speaking to me, saying, uh, asking me to take my shoes off. You know, take your shoes off uh, for the place you're standing as holy ground. Which oh, wow. we hear that all the time in scripture. But and I, I remember thinking that's weird. Like, why would God ask me to do that? I'm looking around, no one else is doing it. But I said, okay, God, I will do it because you're asking me to. And it was through like that little act of obedience that then God spoke and said, I, I have a call on your life and you are going to uh, be doing ministry as well. I didn't know what that meant or what that looked like at that moment. Uh, but I learned very quickly where I wanted to go to school and that God wanted me to do ministry my whole life. Uh, as far as getting into families, man, this is something that is really, as our own family has developed, my wife and I just celebrated 15 years of marriage and we have oh, four congratulations. Kids. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a big feat apparently in these days. Uh, we always feel like, you know, we, we have our ups and our downs and our struggles and, you know, we had our low times for sure. But... Uh, God is, has been faithful to us through it all. And we're just getting to a place now that as we are cultivating a, a relationship with Jesus within our own family, and we look around and we see the world that we're living in, we see this, this gap. Uh, we see this uh, something missing in, in families. And 
I don't have all of the answers and I don't pretend to have all of the answers. Uh, but that's, that's what's so important to us is we want to help people live what, what we like to call a spirit filled life, uh, which means that we ha- actually have a relationship with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has been sent to the earth to teach us, to comfort us, to guide us. All of the things that we want in our connection with God, that's what the Holy Spirit does. And we don't want that just uh, as parents, but we want to include our, our children in that because the whole idea is that we're raising our kids up, not just to do what we say, but to have a relationship with Jesus themselves. Now let's talk about this global war that we talked about in the intro. What is spiritual warfare and how are families becoming ground zero? Also, what personal evidence do you, have you seen of this? There's an attack on 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 the conservative family, right? Or, or maybe not even conservative, I'd say the traditional family, right? Where we see this everywhere. Even in, it's funny, like in Disney, if you go and watch Disney shows, you'll see that a lot of times it's, it's a single parent uh, where either mom or dad has gone. It's very unique anymore to see uh, a mom and a dad and, and kids uh, on a true. TV show. And so it, it's, it's something that that's, we, the podcast that I, I, I represent and am part of is called Strong by Design. And Strong by Design is we've been created in God's image to have a strong mind, body, and spirit. The reality is, is that because of sin and consequence, we become weak in all of those areas of our lives. And when we turn away from God's original design, which is, you know, we would define that as sin. When we turn away from God's design, we have to reap the consequences of that. And so the only way to get back to uh, living the right way is to get rid of that life, to surrender our life to Jesus and to come back to that original design. And when we look at how the the structure of the family that was set up in scripture, we see that God actually designed it to work a certain way. And so obviously that's what the enemy wants to, to tear down and, and rip apart is this idea of God's design. Like that's what he's all about regardless. Uh, the enemy has two goals. The first goal is to keep you from knowing Jesus. And if you know Jesus, his next goal is to keep you from being faithful uh, to being part of kingdom building, of building God's kingdom here on earth. And so if you can rip a family apart, man, how how much trauma does that cause for the rest of your life? Uh, a ton. That's pretty right? scary. It's very scary. Uh, and you see the statistics all over the place of, uh, you know, if dad's not involved or uh, if mom's not involved or, and there are obviously circumstances that you can't avoid, right? If someone passes, unfortunately, or if uh, one of the parents are abusive, you need to get out of those things. However, it all boils down to this idea of, of destroying what we know as the traditional family. And I believe that God is calling us uh, as believers to come back to those truths, to come back to that design of what it means to be a family that follows after God. How are fathers being caught, or in some cases, they are prime targets for the spiritual war? Against popular belief uh, in this day, uh, men and women are different. Um, I don't know if you're 
aware of that or not, Jonathan, but uh, God actually designed <laughs> men and women differently. And the problem is, is in our culture, it's been set up for us to think that that means that one is better than the other. And that's not at all. Like yeah. one is not better than the other. We're just different because God wired it that way. God designed yep. it that way. And so the, the, the reason that dads in particular are are being targeted is because God designed the man to be the head of the household. Now that doesn't mean that the man is designed to be authoritative and domineering and all of those things that are unhealthy, but it does mean that God has designed for the husband to be the head of the house, just as Christ is the head of the church. That's what Paul would say or did say in, in, in scripture. And so if if the enemy through spiritual warfare, if he can rip apart a man, uh, if he can degrade him or if he can uh, tempt him into sexual sin or if he can convince him that he's no good and he should lose any, anything that he can do to deter the, the man from being to stepping in and fulfilling that role in the home, he's going to do it. And you, you alluded to spiritual warfare and spiritual warfare is basically everything that's going on in the spiritual realm that we can't see, right? Uh, there's, uh, we're almost in like a sub reality of the true reality and we don't even know it. Um, and it's because there's so much that is going on outside of the physical world that we don't we can't see it unless God gives us a vision to see it. And so recognizing that it's there um, and recognizing that the enemy is at work diligently trying to destroy you and destroy your family um, calls us to action as men um, and really as women as well, uh, married couples and families to combat that in a way that is is going to be effective. One of the things I've observed, and maybe it's just my own and maybe you see it differently, but... It seems like when I do a comparison between the two, between the attacks on women and attacks on men in the home, women seem to be attacked very differently than men do. So a majority of the women, when when Satan really decides he's going to attack, I would say a majority of women are influenced and pulled away by new age influences and new age belief systems. And men are pulled away and attacked by pornography, but the result is the same. And, and Satan's very efficient. Like he doesn't have to necessarily go to individuals. All he has to do is knock off the dad. If right. he can hit the dad hard enough, he has done with one job. He has potentially damaged many generations, just hit the father, damage him so bad that it becomes an absent parent, uninvolved, emotionally disconnected, whatever. And he has messed up women and he's messed up men. Yes. It's funny because uh, the two play on each other, right? So men want respect and they want to be desired. And women want to be uh, beautiful and they want to be loved. And so if the men aren't receiving that that respect or that desire, then they start to look for it somewhere else. If the woman doesn't feel beautiful and adored, she starts to look for it somewhere else. And And it's like these two things that Satan sees that if he can mess with either one of them. It really messes both of them up. Um, and it's, it's, it's just crazy how they play off of each other. I see it all the time as well. What are some of the sneaky and seemingly innocent ways that children are opening the doors to the dark spiritual or demonic forces and realms in their homes? What are some examples that you've seen of this? 
Man, they're all over the place. Uh, I think technology is huge um, and allowing, I can't believe, it, it always surprises me when I see like a five or six year old walking around with a phone. Like, do you know how much corruption they can fall into uh, just by having a device that's connected oh, to the internet? Yeah. Like it, it baffles my mind. Uh, but that's a whole other, I mean, we could have a whole conversation on, on technology and digital media and how to handle that as, as a family unit. Uh, but what we've been doing, it's really crazy that you bring this up because God's actually been doing a huge thing just in our on our own family. It's almost like a, 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 a purging of, of our home. I, I've been really big in, in harping on we want our home to be a sanctuary. We want, we want our home to be a place that's holy and set apart, which means that uh, it's a place that's safe from the culture. It means it's a place that is safe from the influences of anything outside of, of God's truth and holiness. And what that means is we have to be diligent in asking God what can stay and what can go. And we haven't we haven't told our kids what toys they can keep or what they need to get rid of. But as we've engaged them in that conversation, uh, our 12-year-old son, just through praying and, and listening to God on his own, came to his own conclusion that Pokemon was, wasn't something that God wanted him to keep. And so I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't get rid of Pokemon in your home, but I am saying that the enemy will use anything he can to attach himself to your to your children. And so if there are things that are going to be influencing them outside of following Jesus, uh, especially as their brains are developing and their thoughts are developing and their behaviors are developing and their uh, belief systems and morality are developing – we want to be uh, as parents and as fathers diligent in paying attention to those things and the way that they're influencing our kids. Uh, so it's just in the recent, this last Halloween was the first Halloween that we didn't celebrate as a family. We've always dressed up. We've always gone out uh, and done the trick-or-treating thing. And we've always spun it as we want to be a light in the darkness which we do. We want to be a light in the darkness. We don't want to just abandon the world and, you know, go inside our our, our homes and, and you know, for the sake of protect, protecting ourselves. Like, that's not what we're trying to do. What we're trying to do is say, God, how do I be a light in the darkness without allowing the darkness to influence my home? How can my home be set apart? And so... We didn't do Halloween this year, but instead we made cookies and we delivered them to our neighbors. And so we showed up to their house and they expected to give our kids candy. And instead we were giving them something and saying, hey, we just want you to know that we care about you and we wanted to bless you in return. Thank you for loving our neighborhood. You know, so it's finding these other ways that God can use you in these dark times in order to bring light into that darkness. And these things are difficult because there's nowhere in, in Scripture that says, should your child read Harry Potter? You know, there's nothing in Scripture that says, should your kids watch cartoons with unicorns in them? You know, uh, and so we really have to be intentional to, to go to God and say, and have a good enough relationship with Jesus that we can actually ask him these questions and learn how to hear his voice, learn how to hear the Spirit speak to us so that we can take these things that aren't so black and white and he can shed light on those things for us. Yeah. I can think of one example. Uh, there's one of the most popular video games that's, that's been out there is Minecraft. It seems like all the kids are, are into Minecraft. Yes. And Minecraft seems very, very, very innocent. 
I mean, it, it, it's a world and you can plant trees and you have these animals everywhere that you can care for. You have chickens and everything. It's very much like in a lot of ways, like our real world, you can build a cabin and just kind of walk around and live and exist on this world. Except for the fact that there's all these other characters that are in the game. Mm -hmm. And these are characters that God did not create such as zombies. Right. And there's another character that's in there. And the character is called Enderman. Right. And what does Enderman sound like? It sounds a lot like Slenderman. Uh Uh-huh. And Slenderman, if you're not familiar with that, hopefully not too familiar with that, Slenderman is a demonic character. It is a a being from demonic influence. Mm -hmm. So Slenderman is a very evil demonic thing. And so if you do the research, and, and this is for you dads, like, do the research on what your kids are doing. Don't just sit on, sit around and just be passive about it. Get proactive. What are they doing? What are they involved with? Do the research. Because if you do the research on Enderman, on that character, you will find it is influenced by Slenderman. And are these really the values that you want your kids yeah. uh, doing? So that conver- I had that conversation with my own kids. Yeah. And uh, they figured it is. I mean, I feel, and, and that, again, that's why, I mean, we have these conversations and we want to bring our, I mean, for us as our family, we want to bring our kids into that conversation so that they understand that we're not just randomly taking things away from them, but we're helping them understand why, you know, we're helping them understand what's influencing us is important, right? A glass can only spill what it contains. So what am I putting inside my glass that's going to then be poured out of me? I can, I don't want to be putting in evil stuff, you know, I want to be putting in more, more good stuff. And so you almost have to go through a mourning process sometimes with some of these things, because until it's revealed to you that it's not okay, you almost fall in love with these things, you know. Uh, but then, when when God asks you to give them up, there's this there's a period of mourning and there's a period of loss. Saying, okay, uh, that thing is gone, but the turnaround is look at what is so much better in, in in my life with Jesus and what He has to offer. My experience is that when God takes something away from you or takes it out of your life, He always replaces it with something better. He never just leaves a hole. The other reality of why we're careful about, you know, the games that we play, the things that we get involved with and, and such is that these things are potential gateways. These are opening doors into the demonic spiritual realm. And it is allowing opening doors, allowing them access. It's like signing a consent form that gives them permission to waltz into your world and waltz into your, into your life and do all kinds of things with you. It is not hard to find stories of, of people who have been caught in that. And, you know, they've had everything from, they've seen apparitions, they, you know, the whole scene of ghosts, things being messed with in their home, all this really freaky stuff. That's the things of your nightmares. It all started innocently, whether it was games or whether it was, somebody else that they were praying to that wasn't God or movies that they were watching music that they were listening to. It all started innocently. And that's how Satan gets you. These are the things that God is trying to protect you from. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, and it's across the board, right? I mean, it's things that you play with uh, as far as your toys and things. It's things that you're reading. It's music that you're listening to. I mean, there's so many different avenues that we need to be paying attention to and, and really praying through. Is this is this glorifying God or is it not? And that's kind of that's kind of the basis, you know. Is this bringing glory to God? Is this helping build His kingdom, or is it not? And um, that's that's kind of uh, a tool that we use to measure uh, a lot of times is this worth it or is it not the other thing is you know what when it comes to to what you occupy your mind with the holy spirit is unimaginably huge and so why wouldn't you want to wake up every morning and invite him in every single day to fill up your mind he will occupy every crevice Yes. He will give you the discernment when when you're doing something that isn't good for you. And if you learn to listen to him, he will walk you through those changes. Yeah. And it's it's something too that I like to tell people my relationship with Jesus and 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 the Holy Spirit, it's not just uh him teaching me things that he doesn't want me to do anymore. Like the real relationship with the Holy Spirit is him speaking into your life and bringing you on an adventure of things he's actually asking you to do. And that's when yeah. it gets a little bit more fun and a little bit more exciting because all of a sudden he's telling you to speak to somebody or say something to somebody or pray for somebody or or whatever it might be and you're thinking is that, are you really asking me to do this? That sounds crazy. And but you hear <laughs> stories all the time of people being faithful to this weird thing. I just saw a video yesterday about a pastor who someone showed up at his house and the Holy Spirit told him to give him a blank check. And then uh, how God used that to like transform his ministry. I mean, it's, it's just weird stuff like that. Uh, my A good story for, for me personally was before we had kids, my wife and I were uh, working and doing a, a young adult service. And it was when, I can't remember the year, but there was a big tsunami that had hit uh, somewhere in Asia. And my wife felt led to stand up and say, hey, we should collect money and send it over to them uh, for, for relief. And so, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's a great idea. And so we could do all this collection. Well, we only had like $60 left in our in, in, in our bank account. And we had about a, another week before we were going to get paid. And Christiana felt the spirit speak to her and say, you need to give all of your money to this fund. And I remember afterwards she told me and I was, I was, I was like, what? you got to be kidding me. Like we have no money. You literally gave away all of our money. We have no money to live on for the rest. Like what are we supposed to do for the rest of this week? Uh, we ended up, the other part of the story is that we were closing on our house the next day as well. And so then you have all of the added stresses of, man, how much money do we actually have to bring to closing and all of these different things? Well, we ended up going to the closing uh, of our home and the people come in and they sit down and we're getting ready to start uh, signing papers. And they say, hey, before we start, we just need to disclose something to you. And we're like, oh, great. Now what? And they said, in the middle of your loan process, we actually changed the type of loan that we were giving you and we are required to disclose it within three days or get penalized. And we're like, okay, so how much more money do we owe you? And they're like, no, 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 we're penalized. And because we're penalized, we now owe you an extra $8,000. Uh, the government oh is- Oh my goodness. And so we literally, God just said, 
Hey, thank you for being faithful. Here's money, which it ended up money that we like. We got we went. We didn't know the things that you need when you buy a new home, and so I mean, we had to like buy curtains and all of these different things that that money didn't last as long as we thought it would. But it, it's like God asks us to do crazy things that you would never do on your own, and and then you faithfully do it, and it's like that. This is what it's about. This is what. This is why having a relationship with God is is so full of fun and joy and adventure. God is very, very, very busy. And if you are connected with him and following him and listening to him and obeying him, you will be too. And, mm-hmm. and it, it will be an adventure and believe me, you will have fun. Mm-hmm. It is, it is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. So I want to get into the next topic, which is how spiritual warfare is impacting marriages and what can dads do to protect their marriages from attack? Absolutely. I, I did want to touch too, just with, uh, with technology and kids. And you talked about pornography being an issue. Uh, that's another reason to be aware of what your kids are doing online. Uh, the average kid gets exposed to pornography now. I think it's like age seven, um, which is just yep. stupid young. And so uh, the same is true with, with dads, right? Dads can be easily tempted. So be smart with what you're doing with technology. Make sure to uh, be smart with uh, the the boundaries that you're putting in place with uh, co-workers and, and other people and other friends. Make sure you're being smart uh, with where you're spending your time. Uh, I always encourage it encourage dads to be diligent in, in praying for your family, be diligent in praying for your, for your wife. Uh, my wife and I love to go into our kids' rooms after they fall asleep and just take time praying over them. Uh, and I, uh, praying again, that's something else that we don't always know what to pray, but guess what? You can ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, give me words to pray. What, what does my son need prayer for? How can I, like, I don't know the ins and outs of what's going on inside his mind and heart and spirit. And so God, tell me the things that I need to pray for him. And, and the spirit is so good at just feeding me information and feeding my wife information. And so I think that I am where I am today specifically because my grandparents were so diligent in praying for me. And so there's a lot of power that comes from praying consistently for your family. So I I think it's an easy thing for us to do as dads and vital uh, to the success, uh, spiritual success and, and all success of our families. Jared, how can dads get a hold of you to get help or to ask questions or learn more about what you're doing? Also, you have a podcast. How can dads find it? Sure. So uh, the podcast that I'm a part of is called Strong by Design. You can go to strongbydesignpodcast.com is the website. Uh, We have a YouTube channel uh, where we put everything up or anywhere podcasts are found. You can find it. Just search Strong by Design Podcast. It'll pop right up on Google for you. Um, It's an interesting podcast because we have different hosts. Uh, I cover all of the faith and family uh, topics, but then we believe that it, you know, you're made mind, body, spirit. So we have stuff on leadership that we have another host that is covering that stuff. We have a host that's helping with nutrition and holistic health. And we have another coach that's helping with physical fitness. So uh, it's kind of a wide variety of things uh, on, on that podcast, but being strong in all of those areas are important. So go check that out. Uh, my social media stuff, you can just look up Jared's Aria. It's J-A-R-E-D-S-A-R-I-A. I'm on Instagram. I think on on t- TikTok, I'm Jared's Aria eighty four, um, but uh, and fi- 
Facebook as well. You can you can search me up on Facebook. But any of those areas, if you just uh, you know send me a DM, I'm I'm happy to connect with anybody that wants to connect. Just to make it easy too, if you go to thefatherhoodchallenge.com. That's thefatherhoodchallenge.com. If you go to this episode, look right below the episode description. I'll have all those links posted there so you can connect with Jared and find him easily that way. And Jared, as we close, what is your challenge to dads listening now? Please don't coast. Be intentional with your time. Be intentional with uh, what God is asking you to do and lead your home. Leading your home doesn't mean that you have to do everything. That just means that you are shepherding and guiding and uh, leading your family in the direction that it needs to go in order to uh, follow what God has for you. So please be intentional. Jared, it's been an honor having this conversation with you and you've taught us a lot. Thank you so much for being on the Fatherhood Challenge. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fatherhood Challenge. If you would like to contact us, listen to other episodes, find any resource mentioned in this program, or find out more information about the Fatherhood Challenge, please visit thefatherhoodchallenge.com. That's thefatherhoodchallenge.com. I'd like to pause and thank our proud sponsor of the Fatherhood Challenge, Zencaster. If you've thought about podcasting before and realize that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcast production platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. But the reason I personally use and trust them with the production of this syndicated radio program is their professional broadcast quality sound. There is no better time than now to start your podcast using Zencaster for all your needs. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code fatherhood and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story.